the Ealing Cricketer. It has been a disappointing weekend. The ones lost comfortably at Stanmore for the second time in six days. The twos leave some points behind despite a promising start at Corfton Road. And Lee Parry isn't here. Nobody is happy. Except the threes, but they're always happy. Rory Patel is on the pod talking all things Titans and our fantasy clash. Hardjop Roger Sansir is back from Union back in the runs. And Ask ECC chats brothers, new clubs and more brothers. My name is Mungo Russell, and in Lee's absence, I'm joined by a guest host of many talents, including darts, crosswords, and a new recently discovered skill, shaving. I present Oliver Wilkin. O's. Hello, Mungo. I need to, I need to get my fan because I'm too hot. Oliver is shouting in the background whilst, uh, whilst he looks for his fan. We are recording this on, on Wednesday night, and by God, has it been hot. I'm sure you've all been aware. Um, and Oliver's been struggling in this heat, in this recording. I'm not sure if he's going to make it. And so we'll see, we'll see what we get with him. Okay, as we said, like it's a guest host. Not much expectation. He just needs to, he just needs to be there. Oh, O's. hello, mate. Hello, mate. I'm back. Oh, wonderful. Slash is four thousand degrees. Mm, it is four thousand degrees. Okay, let me just quickly eat a little bit more of my pesto pasta and fish cake. Pesto pasta and fish homemade fish cake? No, no. Okay. I just cooked a wonderful bit of pork belly. Which bit of the pork belly was so wonderful? The belly. Bone-in pork belly with some roast potatoes, some truffle roast potatoes, a lovely, a lovely little gravy to go with it, chilli chili gravy to go with it, and uh, some broccoli. We called this segment Cooking with Oliver. Hey, I could do a segment called Cooking with Oliver. It would be, it could, would be yeah. a good segment. <laughs> it would be a good, a good food segment. Yeah. Boys might learn something. Mm, the boys would learn something. Now, what the um, listeners are dying to hear about is how Lee's under-13 side is getting on. Uh, have you any news? So they actually have broken up for the summer. I think they might have played their last ever game as under-13s together. It was There was a heart-wrenching moment. Lee, Lee, Lee cried. He sent me a photo. But yeah, the under-13s are no longer. Yeah, all things must end, I suppose. It's a great year, 13s, I thought. I had a good time. Yeah, I, I slightly preferred 14s, but 13s was, was, was fine. It was, it was a year. Perfectly possible. Oliver, the, the weekend's cricket, um, what, why don't we just get straight into talking about how disappointing our Saturday was and how, and how boring it was? Oh, do we have to? Uh, we can be brief. Yes, I mean, it was, it was vastly disappointing from a one's point of view. Uh, by the looks of it, the twos will be disappointed to not come away with more. You've managed to only speak about the ones there for half a sentence. That was very good. That was a very quick sum up. Um, <laughs> Christian won the toss though well it's pretty much the only positive of the day if you can call it a positive positive. and he won it at the second time of asking as well supposedly the umpires they tossed the coin and the umpires actually couldn't decipher which was heads and which was tails because it was a weird coin so they made him toss it again and Christian only got the second time right so well done we only lost by eight wickets so he made a good choice yeah so he actually so we actually what we said so he burgled the toss win and actually had he lost the toss we might have won the game so we can, let's be honest, put it all on him. Based on how the cricket was played on the day, I don't think we'd have won the game. <laughs> well, you wouldn't, you... <laughs> yeah, I mean, if we... <laughs> had, had we bowled first, we might have taken more than two wickets. And had we chased, we might have chased more than 230. So we might have done. Who knows? It can't, let's be honest, it can't have gone any worse than it went this way. Well, true, true. We had a number of people get starts again, which is becoming a little bit of a theme which, and it's not a particularly healthy theme, and is possibly the main reason, or one of the two main reasons why we haven't won an all-day game yet. I would say it's absolutely the reason we haven't won an 
all day game yet. Um, our, our bowling is it's it's absolutely been fine. I don't think we've had many issues with the ball. I think as we've had now for a number of years. I know we don't like to uh, to reminisce on this podcast, but we have had a number of issues with the batting for a while now. And it's it is guys who see off the new ball, they do the hard work, or they dig in at the beginning of their innings and get to 10, 15, 20, and then get out. And we saw it on Saturday, an opening batter who decided he was going to bat for 40 overs got 95 against us and won in the game of cricket. And there aren't many blokes in our threes who are worse than the guy who got 95 against us on Saturday. I mean, Henry Antar could open the batting and get 95 against us, judging by that performance on Saturday. He's the player. He, I haven't heard much about his cricket before, but Henry Anton seems like a player. Now, th- yeah, this lad that got 95 was, wasn't that talented, but he was very committed and they got the runs. We've struggled to take wickets. It was nice to see Andy Laws bowling again and the figures won't flatter him, but he bowled much better than, than what his figures showed. Scott batted very nicely for his 40 set, 47, I believe. 47, yeah. And debuts for Glenn, who had a lovely six and kept very tidily. Wonderful little bomb. Wonderful little bomb in, uh, into the pavilion way at Stanmore. And we had two Australians in the side. We had Ben Bryant, who I caught up with after the game. And let's hear from him now. I'm here with a new Ealing recruit who was meant to arrive a couple of years ago. He's finally here. Hey, why don't you introduce yourself? T- tell us where you come from and tell us how long we're here for. Yeah, so uh, I'm Ben Bryant. Uh, yeah, like you said, it was supposed to be two, three years ago when before COVID hit and uh, played cricket for Manly uh, with Jacob and uh, an old Ealing favourite, Ryan Farrell. So uh, it's good to be here and probably be here for the next couple of weeks to try and get some wins on the board. Mate, love it, love it. And, and you're, you're off to Spain this week, but this morning you find yourself travelling down to the game from Wales. Yeah. So got family down in Wales, got my uncle and uh, granddad and cousins and what have you. So I spent the day there yesterday and uh, made myself available. So it was a little early uh, early wake up this morning at 5am and, and popped down and uh, yeah, made it, made it back to the game. So cheers, Lawsy, for, for driving me and picking me up. And um, yeah, a bit of a shame that we didn't get the result, but uh, well worth it and enjoy, enjoy the experience. Yeah, it was, a, it was a long day. I mean, we don't talk about it in much detail at all, but... Um... It was. It's. It, I suppose it's a long way to travel for 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 a day like that. It was hard yards today. Yeah. No. Well, I had Christian looking after me as the captain, and uh, he strategically placed me from deep fine leg to third man for the majority of the game. So um, I uh, I was pretty well accustomed to the boundary um, after 54 overs in the dirt. How does English dirt compare to Australian dirt? Mate. To be honest, it felt like an Australian day today. It was probably about 28 degrees and um, and we were getting a bit of a hiding. <laughs> so, so it felt very much, the wicket, the wicket did seem flat. I thought they batted really well. And um, in terms of the dirt, I thought the, the ground was very hard and, and bobbly, so it made it a bit harder to feel. But um, yeah, and no, I loved, loved the experience. So it was just a shame we couldn't get the, couldn't get the win. Yeah, it was a real shame. Um, I'll, I'll free you up to go, uh, to go out with the boys tonight. Well, you're, you're off into Clapham with, with uh, Sol and with Bobby. Yep, um, a couple of the uh, so-called party boys of the club. Um, so it should be a good night. We're hoping to stay out of mischief, but um, I've heard that their reputations precede themselves. So, um, yeah, hopefully there might be another story for a podcast that, uh, depending on what time this airs, uh, may be available soon. <laughs> thanks, Benny, mate, and, and uh, thanks for the day, and I'm looking forward to next weekend. All good. Cheers, Mungo. Oh my God, isn't it so bloody hot?
Moving on, Lee, in his absence, has been, he's been upset, but he was adamant that we must know how he's getting on. And uh, the following clip is something that he sent me. Uh, and this was actually before he knew, Oz, that you were coming on the podcast. And why don't we hear what Lee had to say about this sad state of affairs and how he's doing? Ding, 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 ding. So guys, I'm currently in Cape Town, uh, load shedding. It's currently raining. Uh, hasn't been the same weather uh, that we've had in the UK. I'm here with my uh, my mom's boyfriend, Dave, my my sister, and obviously my mom. Uh, Dave, a few words of my my trip here. How would you describe me in a few words? I can't. Don't think I can say that on live podcast, can I? Thank you very much for your time. Um, over to my sister, who is currently on the phone. Who's come off? Your brother's popped in to Cape Town for a few days. Is this normal? Yes. That's also very good. Uh, to my mother, who's always short of words, who's your favourite child? Oliver Wilkin. From Cape Town, the Sleep Harry. I apologise and thanks. What a compliment for you, Oz, that is. I mean, I love Kim to death. She is my second mother. Uh, I feel more like a son to her than I know Lee does. And... <laughs> That's... That's a real statement. I don't know how Lee's going to take that, actually. <laughs> nor, is, nor Kim. <laughs> He's listening. Kim, Kim will take it very well, I'm sure. Uh, and if Lee doesn't take it well, it's, it's after six o'clock, so it's fine. <laughs> Let's hear about the twos and the threes and how they got on uh, with our chats with Harge and with Rory. Rory Patel, you're back on the podcast, mate. Another successful week for the threes. It really is. It really is a titanic battle between your hamster this year, isn't it? Well, firstly, it's nice to be back. It's been actually a while since, you know, so since I started scoring some cricket runs, then I've really kind of fallen off the pod radar, which, you know, is nice and bad, but mainly nice. But yeah, and us and Hampstead are kind of slugging away at it. Looks like it might be um, a two-horser right down to the to the wire. So I think there's three points in it as it stands uh, in their favour and seven games remaining. Very exciting. Sounds a bit like City versus Liverpool. You being a Manchester City fan, I know what you'd rather be. Let's hear about the game against the Titans. Uh, give the listeners a feel of what this Titan side are like. What's their form like? What's their ground like? One one in the same, I would have said last year, ground and form, uh, pretty terrible. If you actually look at their past three years, 2020 was a COVID year in which they won no cricket games but weren't relegated because uh, there was no relegation. Last year was a normal cricket season. Titans were absolutely terrible. We rolled them for 18 at their place on the muddiest, wettest cricket pitch you'll ever play. Chased in 1.5 back at Corfin by half one kind of, kind of stuff. So they were absolutely awful. But East Coast were equally as awful. And because North Mid 4s won the league below and North Mid 3s are currently in the third 11 Prem, there was there was no way two teams could go down. So it came to a big, big game for those two uh, against each other, second to last game of the season. And uh, rumours circulated that Titans packed their threes to win that cricket match. Now, that is the only game they have won in this league in three years. <laughs> so why you pack your threes just to ensure that they continue to lose it's beyond us, but yes, we're 10 games into this season. They haven't taken a point off anyone. They've been bowled out in all but one game. They are absolutely awful. Although they were better this weekend than we expected. They normally come out and try and hit every ball for six, but they actually played some normal cricket shots until they stopped playing normal cricket shots and gave us many, many wickets. And gave you some yourself, I believe. Four for this weekend? Yeah, four this weekend. Had a, had a lot of pressure on Saturday morning. Felly, cabs. 
Shawzy, Simo, multiple either talks at Cofton or texts telling me that I've been triple captained or as captain. So there was a there was more pressure than normal. You know, that was kind of offset with the lack of pressure of playing the Titans. And, you know, obviously fantasy is a big thing for myself and you kind of going ahead. I think now we would say we're like Hampstead and, and Ely in threes. We are head to head for that for that top spot. So I captained myself thinking that you'd possibly go over like you normally do, but the, that was not the case. So uh, a lot of pressure on us. We kind of rocked up at Titans. Deck looked 20 times better than it, than it did last year. Well, it didn't have any Cornetto in the deck like last year. No, there were no there were no Cornetto rappers this year, which, you know, I mean, realistically, the groundsman's probably just just realised that he needs to pick his standards up a little bit. Maybe he's he's doing his part. You know, the the, the third eleven aren't doing their part in, in winning in cricket games, but he's definitely upped his game this year. There's no more excuses to get bowled out for 18 there, which they which they haven't done. They've you know they've got 29 a couple of times and uh, they were a lovely set of lads. They won't necessarily be missed next year. You lads, you bowled first. How many did the Titans get? They got one ten. Could have been less. They got off to a chippy start. There was balls in the air, kind of misfielders, a couple of drop catches, kind of a little bit sloppy, but not brilliant. Henry Anton was in a woeful mood for no real reason. Normally, normally he, when he drinks on a Friday night, he gets grumpy on a on a Saturday. But he he spent the weekend with his the week with his girlfriend and driven up and been completely sober Friday night. So I don't know. I don't know the reason behind. Um, his grumpiness, but even your brother Ned had to have a have a little word in the car on the way there just by his attitude. You know, it's not really what you want from your skipper, even when you're playing bottom of the league in a title race. And it wasn't the best hand on showing. There was some loud swearing in the field when when balls went through slip, where there's no slip. You know, 14-year-olds bowling Henry. Please don't swear. Kids on debut don't need to hear that. We're all about supporting the threes. We're all about getting around one another and hoping that everyone else gets around you. So I think Hen didn't play up to that on Saturday. I think he'll, he understands he didn't play up to that. And uh, I know he's he's currently off in um, in Mallorca. So hopefully he can reset his batteries. I know it's been a, it's been a stressful 10 weeks, um, you know, given given the nerves that come with um, a title challenge. Uh, so he'll 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 be back uh, in better form and, and spirits, I hope, uh, going forward. And, and there are a couple of wickets for, for Hayden as well, bowling his little seamers. That must have been nice to see. And, and the chase started and Henry, maybe due to his bad mood, he decided to not open the batting. Very bizarre for someone currently leading the top run scorers in the threes. I found it quite strange. We, we, we kind of, we've had this conversation a few times about situations where we might be chasing small totals and the likes of me or backers going up. Normally with Hen, to have a stick and try, try and, you know, knock him off in 10 rather than the 30 that he would normally chase 110 in. I was surprised because we, we know that the Titans don't really have much. There's not much threat. But, you know, he uh, selflessly gave up his opening spot for backers. Backers wish he hadn't. Wule was a very, very upset man post getting three. I mean, he was lucky to get three because he chipped his first ball up to mid-off. And I'm pretty sure any other team apart from Titans would have caught it. He, um, he continues to throw away... Chance of big scores, but we know that there's a there's a big big score on the corner for that man once he uh, once he gives his head a wobble. Uh, quickly uh, describe uh, concisely the the Wule chat. I don't really want to get too much into it. It's a very very good nickname in our opinion. I will happily explain it to anyone. I won't explain it on here because I backers doesn't know why we call him Wule or Mister Wu. If you want to go a bit more formal, so I wouldn't I wouldn't want to give it away because it does it does annoy him while also being extremely funny to the rest of us. So we'll leave it at that. If anyone wants to come over and have a chat with me or any of the boys, I'll happily explain it to you. Oh, I won't break that confidentiality agreement. It seems like it's binding in a blood contract. Uh, runs came in the form of a uh, Tom Oliver and, and Ned Russell. 
and a, a little red inker for yourself as well. Ned batted beautifully, actually, probably the best I've, I've seen him bat. He kind of that came his way, pulled anything that was short, hit anything that was that was full, and it was a really it was a really good forty three. It must have been forty three off thirty odd rocks. Tom Oliver were as scratchy as they come for such a good looking bloke, and then all of a sudden decided that he found the middle of his cricket bat after being as stone dead as you you'll see. But the uh, the umpire, obviously, who's who's their umpire, is is not paid by the hour. He's paid by the game, and he just wanted to get into the pub with his mates, as he admitted to me when I went out to join Tolliver. So he didn't give it out, and he made a very pretty thirty four red. I tried to hit my first twelve balls for six, and maybe connected with one of them that was inside edge for two, and then decided to kind of bat properly and you know scurry away to a red inker for those who had captained me on fantasy, including myself. So yeah, all in all, pretty pretty good day for the boys continue on Titans one of those it's kind of one of those weeks where you expect it and we just need to go again against uh Ron this weekend well mate it's been a pleasure catching up with you and I'm sure you'll be feeling pretty happy not to have Lee Parry breathing down your proverbial neck um or indeed proverbially breathing um but we wish you the best in in the coming weeks and may, may your own personal form continue many runs many wickets going on at the moment and I will continue to captain you in that moment in time until I won't I might just have to leave a straight one soon enough, first ball. It might get that tight down at the bottom. <laughs> See that little tri- triple captain card play? Fantasy is going to start with bribing, I reckon. I think that this will be the year. This will be the year. Cheers, mate. Good to catch you in a bit. We are here with Harjot Rajasansit Cheeks, a.k.a. Harj, a tough weekend for the twos. A tough weekend for the twos. But personally, yourself, you scored runs opening the batting. You left happy, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, tend to when you get some runs. Got to 50, decided that was enough for the day and um, just left. Yeah, tough day in a sense. We had a losing draw, but I think we did play good cricket as a team. So, um, yeah, it was disappointing to feel like we lost, but it was a lot of good things to take away from it, I think. So you go back to your 50 for a second, if, if we can. How did you get out? Uh, caught behind. So my job was literally to go in back through the innings pretty much. So you failed? Yeah, yeah, that is true. Um, so I did the hard part, got to 50 chewed him a bit he was off like 90 balls which in the grand scheme I mean if I'd gone on and got runs then uh, we'd been okay but then uh, did get out so yeah a bit of a failure yeah you can try your best I suppose yeah that's all we can do that's all we can do and and I imagine those below you also tried their best bits and pieces runs for a few other people as well a, a couple of other people getting some starts and then giving it away yeah so uh, Owen came in played quite well actually to accelerate pretty quickly took on a spinner made that spinner struggle a bit I think he's Side his innings off with a six, which is a good way to start. And you got a tough decision, which every cricketer does on a Saturday. And Arjun came in at the end, got 50 pretty quickly off, I think it was like 40-odd balls. Steary was good. We were going well. Got to like 240, think off, I think 53 overs. And we decided to declare. And yeah, we had a crack at bowling them out pretty much. That's how the batting went. Just cycling back to Owen, did, did he get an Owen tough decision or did he get a cricket tough decision because we, we we both know there's some uh there's a bit of leeway there kind of think back to the dismissal i think it was uh, it probably was a tough decision but I'll, I'll still stick with the fact there was no in tough decision just so you know he feels doesn't feel as good as that for himself um yeah we'll say that we'll say that and and how how did the bowling go i know they ended up with a winning draw how many down were they so i think they finished six down in the end and they needed 213 after 47 overs. So they, they actually, we actually bowled quite well, I think. Just up top, we had Arjun and Feli. Like last week, they did quite a good job against Highgate. 
they carry that on into this week. A couple of early wickets for Feli or well. Um, I think we were on top pretty much. And then um, we had them 70 for six at one point. Oh, no, that's like probably not lying. 70 for four or five at one point. And yeah, we were in control and they were going quite slowly. So I thought we were in good, quite a good position. Um, but then they had one lad, their opener, who yeah, he got 115 or something like that. He batted quite well. Did what I was supposed to do. He batted through the innings and got, got 100. So did his job well. And um, yeah, they, they got, got to the winning draw. That sounds like a tough day. It sounds like you are shouldering the burden for the whole side, Harge, uh, saying that you, having not gone on their opening bat, having gone on, was basically where the game was won and lost. Were ch- chanceless, this book's 115? No, nah, there were a couple of couple chances, I suppose. But it, it was one of those things where, it was one of those games where a couple of things, like a few decisions could have, or a few moments could have changed the match. There was a couple of drop catches, but I mean, it's one of those things you take, you take those catches all day in training, so you can't really dwell on it. No point feeling too bad. Are you going to name a shame there, or are you just going to gloss over that? No, I'm not, I'm not feeling that that harsh today. not feeling that harsh today, I won't deny. But I mean, I know, yeah, no, I'm not going to get peer pressure into that. <laughs> we'll get peer pressure. <laughs> Hard. Let, let's speak about your summer more generally it must be nice to be back you've been away doing exams mm. they're all done now you're back for the rest of the summer you've got some runs what's the vibe like with the twos now that you've come to this is your second week isn't it and you've got that win now there's tough losing draw what, do you have a feeling like or a gauge of what a target might be for the rest of the year yeah, it's my third week, actually. So the first game was against Teddington. Actually, tough day to come back in. Got bowled up for like 90. And then last week was pretty good playing against Highgate. I think the team was in a good place. We are all pretty happy enjoying cricket. That's one way. That's a good way to play it. So, um, yeah, we are pretty happy with it. And then um, on Saturday, we all quite, felt quite good. So, I mean, going forward, I think, see how high we can finish when as many games as possible and where the season will take us pretty much. And... You opened the batting this weekend, as we've spoken about. Is that something that you, I mean, obviously you've got some runs. Is is that where you would like to see yourself more often? I know you've batted a lot in, in the middle order for the twos and a bit at three. You've sort of been all over the place in the order. If, if you had a choice, where would you like to bat? Yeah, I don't mind opening. quite enjoy it. I uh, did it quite a lot when I was younger. So and I know it's different to senior cricket and junior cricket, but... Uh, I've always enjoyed opening. Um, so if the team needs me to do it, then I'll do it happily. But I do quite enjoy number three, just because I think it's, uh, as long as you don't get out early once you come in, you can have a good day. And I just enjoy kind of that extra bit of responsibility coming in and I suppose trying to rebuild and go from there pretty much. Well, mate, it's it's been a pleasure to hear from you about the weekend. And although the result wasn't as planned, it does sound like that that you guys did put in a, a, a good performance with a bat and there are big runs around the corner for a number of you. And go well at the weekend. Cheers, mate. Pleasure to be on. Thanks for having me. And uh, see you all soon. Cheers, Arj. Cheers. Oh, my God, isn't it so bloody hot? (laughs) Oliver, it's now time to talk about AJ. In Lee's absence, I haven't heard a peep. Nothing. Absolutely squat. Is that that a phrase? Squat? Diddly squat? Diddly squat. I think I missed the diddly. You shortened it. I shortened it. Just squat. De-squat. What's going on with AJ? What's he up to? Have you seen him? Have you heard anything? Oh, interestingly, I saw him for quite a while on Friday last week. Uh, Hayley decided she wanted to watch the men's tennis semi-final, so she came out to the club on Friday. And AJ brought with him uh, Super Mario Monopoly, which was, as a child at heart and a Monopoly lover myself, I decided it would only be right on the Friday afternoon to give him a thorough game of Monopoly. And it, it's not it's not like all Monopoly, for those who have never played it before. There are some new rules. 
and an innovative board and a squeezy toy thing that makes noises in the middle. And unless you know what Super Mario noises mean, it doesn't mean anything to you. But AJ and I played this game for a good hour and a half, I reckon. And he will tell you it was a tie. He is incorrect. I won. <laughs> I, I wiped the floor with him in the end. He had zero money and zero properties left at the end. He'd mortgaged them all or sold them to me. But he claims it was still a tie. And I just want to put this fact straight right here, right now, that he is wrong. He lost. And that is the end of it. You're a bully. And not a bully. He just needs to learn that winning isn't everything at that age. <laughs> well, we have a very special guest to ask us how AJ's doing. And... It's time to cue in Nick Palmer. Nick, take it away. AJ, what is your word of the week? My word of the week is Mercedes. Thanks, AJ. Now, Oliver, we, Lee and I haven't spoken about Bear for a couple of weeks, and, and I have a question for you. Would you rather be chased by a polar bear, or indeed a bipolar bear? It's a wonderful question. I think a bipolar bear. And what is your reasoning? Well, a polar bear, I think, would just be looking for food. I agree. A bi-polar bear, I would be worried about being eaten and also its hunt for a sexual partner. Um, so a bipolar bear, I think I would just, I would be more hopeful that it might get distracted mid-hunt and decide to go play with a pebble. <laughs> so bipolar bears, look, they play with pebbles quite often, don't they? I've heard about bipolar bears. It's a, it's a common trait, mate. If you haven't looked this up before we go on this interview, then. I think there's a good chance that None of that segment makes it in. Ask ECC. <laughs> oh, I've got another question, actually. How does a polar bear come out to its parents, do you think? How does a bi-polar bear come out to its parents? That's something that never really comes up. They must, have, they must have the polar bear equivalent of a closet somewhere. You'd, you'd think so. And they keep their spare fur. Spare fur. I was thinking it would be easy, actually, for a bi-polar bear to come out rather than a bi-grizzly bear. They're coloured white anyway, so dying... The colours of the rainbow on top would be much easier and you could do it without bleach. A bi, a bi grizzly bear would just have to get some leather shorts or something. And <laughs> Once again, um, we apologise for this whole bit and uh, this is... <laughs> Ask ECC, Oliver, we have more people looking for our agony art our advice. And in Lee's absence, I need you to be on the ball. We have three people. The first one, we have a question in from Asan Faraz, Kamsi himself. He writes, lads, this is most likely my last year at the mighty ECC. I, along with my wonderful wife and daughter, look to move up to Sheffield next year. Having played at the club for the past 23 years, joining a new cricket club will be a very alien experience. My question is, what should I look for in a new cricket club? Bearing in mind, you probably won't get to know the lads that play there or know if they're a good bunch or not until you actually join, by which time it's probably too late. Any advice on how to pick a new club would be welcome. Thanks. Cabsy, thank you for your question. Ozzy, what's your initial thoughts? Well, I think once you've moved away from ECC, I wouldn't be bothering looking for a new club, to be honest. I'm sure that a wonderful advice, wonderful advice. Cabs, I think his, his advice is give up, which is becoming a theme. I think the things I would miss most about Ealing would be the pavilion. So I'd be looking for a pavilion. I wouldn't want to go from, from what we have to, to a shed. I think changing room. I think if you, if you find a place with the best changing rooms in Sheffield, join that club. And Cabsy, for you, you're looking for an absolute raging Bunsen, obviously. Next question comes in from Alex from Ealing. Hi, chaps. Nope, that's actually the wrong thing. <laughs> he says, 
how do I come to terms with accepting my brother is a better cricketer than me? Interestingly, they've asked the podcast this, and so obviously I'm a guest host this week, so they wouldn't have known I was going to be here. But Lee doesn't have a brother. And so of the three people who could be answering this question, two of them are better cricketers than their brothers. So we wouldn't know the answer to that. And the other one doesn't have a brother. Mm. So it's difficult, I think, for us to give accurate advice on this. But yeah, we're hypothesising. We are. I would say, Alex in Ealing, thanks for writing in, by the way, Alex. I would say, accept that you're not going to be as good early and think about ways in which you are a better person than your brother, however few they may be, or however many. And the other option is to not accept that you're worse than him at cricket and cheat. Not practice. No, just cheat at cricket. How lie? How would he cheat? Well, when he when he nicks you off in the back garden and claim you didn't hit it, and if he says you did hit it, tell him you're walking in unless you were still batting. Constantly asking for no balls in back garden cricket as well be another way of effectively cheating. Yeah, there's plenty of ways to cheat in garden cricket. I get the feeling that we haven't helped Alex Neely very much, but maybe he's beyond beyond our care. Well, maybe he could take a few little. He can mash together a, a, a genuine answer out of all the uh, mumble jumble we've just given him. Yeah, I think that's fair. Best of luck, Alex and Ealing. Finally, we have Ned Russell, who's sent in an agony arm. I got 50-odd, 43, for the first time in two seasons last Saturday. The captain gave man of the match to a guy who got 20-odd, 34, because he's an, in quotes, absolute rooster and refuses to put my points into the fantasy system. So my question is, does complaining about this anonymously to my brother and his digital mates make me more or less of a beater? I think to answer that question, we establish how much of a beater he is already. Can I also establish what actually a beater is? So an alpha male, an alpha character is quite dominant and a beta male is potentially more passive. Oh, sorry, beta. Or beta, yes. Yeah, because beta sounds like B-E-A-T-E-R, which is like someone who beats people. Whereas beta is how you say it in the ancient Greek. I don't know what my brother's been getting up to in his time at university, but I'd be willing to put money that he's probably not a beta. Is he a beta? Is he asking us whether he is a beta or is he asking us for advice on how to not be a beta? That's the question. He's, he's not. He's, he's asking about whether complaining about it makes him more of a beta. And I think that it probably does. I'd say it does, yes. There is an argument that he is already so beta by the fact that somebody has been picked for man of the match ahead of him, despite scoring fewer runs, just on their good looks. Therefore, one can assume that Ned is not as good looking as the third level man of the match of this week, Tom Oliver. But that doesn't necessarily make you a beta. Like You can be an alpha without being the best looking rooster in the group. You can, but Ned is complaining about it. See, that what makes him the beta. The alpha would just ignore the fact that this lad's a better looking lad than him and just be happy in the knowledge that he was actually the best player in the game, even though he got 43 and abandoned his side. But apart from that... Apart from that, I agree. I believe, Ned, yes, you are a beta. And... Um, beta. You are a beta, to use the Greek pronunciation, the ancient Greek pronunciation, in a non-spoken dead language. Still strictly accurate. I'm trying to think of something else to say about, about my brother that doesn't paint him as... Um, as a passive cuck, but I can't. The thing that makes him even more beta is it, he's just coming across a little bit jealous of, of this, this Tom Oliver rooster lad. And let's be honest, we've all seen Tom Oliver. He is a good-looking lad. There's no point being jealous of that. It's like being jealous of Harry Stowe. There's just no point. Yeah, there's no point. Ned, you, you do other things, like you deadlifted William Simpson outside the club last week. And now your brother's trying to make you feel more alpha on the national podcast. 
national international i'll have you believe some people listen to us in australia i i apologize i meant international i just forgot my uh, prefix well that's all we've got time for this week oliver thank you so much for joining me i hope you had a nice time it's very hot thank you for not wearing any clothes this has been a real pleasure let's just go out of the shower that's why i'm naked it's very hot remind me to employ someone to pixelate your bottom so hot <laughs> I, like this this here this sheen is sweat there is plenty of sheen on your forehead. I can actually almost see my reflection in the zoom off the right side of your forehead. Yeah, it's proper. It's, I'm like, I need to go back in the shower. I mean, once again, like this outro has taken so long and so much this isn't going to go in. That's all from me. And that, that's all from me. Good night. What? Can you say good night, please, Oliver? They're waiting for you to say good night. Oh, goodbye, please, Oliver. No, no. Can you say good night? Oh, good night. Yeah, we're tucking them in. We're tucking him in? Yeah, the, people only listen to this at bedtime, don't they? We're tucking them in. Good night. Oh, good night. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really good luck with that. Yeah. Hey, at least I didn't swear very much. Or at all, actually. Yeah, I don't think I swore once. No. As long as we aren't cancelled for the uh, bipolar bears. <laughs> um, I, think, I think we've got through it. <laughs> And it'll be quite a quick episode, probably. Maybe. Excellent. The Ealing Cricketer. <laughs>